1: Lend us your ears right here on
0: Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now.
2: Well, hello, power partners, and welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity. I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network, the Empowerment Channel. And today you are going to be able to live your dreams and make your financial dreams come true because you will be the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. I have a guest coming up in a segment to Jonathan DeYo who has written the book, Mindful Investing, Right Focus, Better Outcome, Greater Well-Being. And um, his his, uh, philosophy is very simple for everyone and will really reward you uh, in the long run if you follow this advice. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. The website is bethestarur.org. And we have a wonderful event coming up this coming Saturday. It is our Santa Day with our lots of volunteer elves and Jolly St. Nick himself. Please visit the website to find out more information. The time is 11 to 3 p.m. And it is bethestarur.org. Click on, an, click on events and you will find us there. The Miracle Moment is from Albert Hubbard. The greatest mistake you can make in life is to be continually fearing you will make one. Think about that. Are you one of these people that just is so worried about failure that you just keep failing? Just remember my motto, failure is fertilizer. We put it on the compost pile. We grow a new garden. Well, I hope that you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and are getting prepared now for the holidays whether that's hanukkah or christmas or kwanzaa whatever it is that you celebrate or whatever maybe something else that you celebrate i have already started (laughs) decorating have lights in the driveway and bulbs on the trees um it's kind of exciting but it is definitely a lot of work but it makes people so happy and that's what I'm all about. I want to make others happy. And hopefully little children will, you know, see all this and they will have fun with it. So I hope that you are going to enjoy the holidays and not stress out. That's the important thing. You don't want to get stressed over everything. We, we have to keep it, keep it as simple as possible, you know. Um, maybe use that, um, that slow cooker. Instead of having to be over the stove the whole time. Well, what are we talking about today? We're talking in our first segment about PTSD. What is it? And how can you um, know that if you have it or what can you do? And in our final segment is what do you do with all those tax files that you have or other files that you're keeping? I mean, it's like storage space is really precious. And we have to keep so much paperwork for so long. I know a lot of the things are digital now, but, but definitely when the IRS wants something or when somebody else wants it, usually you got to print it out and, you know, whatever, whatever. So uh, we're going to talk about when can you toss those tax files. But coming right now, post-traumatic stress. Obviously, uh, most people have been paying attention to the news. I mean, it's almost two years, what is it, like 20 months that uh, Russia invaded Ukraine and is doing this terrible war and and people are dying and suffering and children are displaced. And now we have the Hamas-Israeli war and all of those uh, hostages that have been taken, many of whom their family members were killed in front of them or uh, were killed in one way or another, whether they were shot or in fires or something horrific. And then, of course, there's the Palestinians who have been in in jails, some for months, some for years, some without trials, and they are being released. I think it's a three to one Ratio so three Palestinians for every um, every hostage that's taken. But we can just imagine the PTSD that these people are experiencing. But also, if you've just been watching the news, you might be having some anxiety and some troubles around it. But is that really um, post traumatic stress disorder? PTSD. It is not limited to wars, though, and that has to be made clear. It can affect any of us and basically at any time. And actually, according to the National Center for PTSD, and you can visit that at ptsd.va.gov, about six out of every 100 people will have PTSD At some point in their lifetime, uh, six out of 100. And in any given year, there's about 12 million adults in the United States that will experience this. So we're not talking about children. We're just talking about the adults here. But children can experience it as well. So people often ask, what is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder? Um or some people call it post-traumatic stress disease, but it is really a disorder. And what is it not? Now, a lot of people use the terms PTSD and trauma interchangeably, but that's really not correct because PTSD is considered a physiological response to trauma. And this is what the psychologists have said. A trauma is a stressful event in which someone is exposed to death, threatened death, actual or threatened serious injury, or actual or threatened sexual violence. And a person can experience trauma through direct exposure, witnessing the event happening to someone else, or just learning that the event happened to a close friend or someone they knew or, you know, even as we are experiencing it and seeing it on television. And um, this is from psychologist Craig Bryan, who's an Iraq war veteran, and he's the director of the Division of Recovery and Resilience at Ohio State University College of Medicine. So PTSD is a mental health condition characterized by heightened anxiety, mood disturbance and frequent reliving of a traumatic event and those are in his words so research indicates that while approximately 80% of adults experience a stressful event that is a trauma only less than 10% actually develop PTSD from that trauma and there you know the science doesn't truly understand yet why some people will develop PTSD after um, a terrible trauma and others don't. So the current understanding is that post-traumatic stress disorder can occur in response to any event that triggers a fight or flight response. Even cumulative minor events that trigger only like partial responses, PTSD is not related to anybody being weak, but it is normal differences in the functioning of different body systems, which may be impacted by past exposure to trauma of any type and the types like I have just explained. So people experiencing PTSD often withdraw from other people um, or they might withdraw from situations or activities. And then what that does is that leads to further changes in the person's life that makes recovery more difficult. Um, Other aspects could include intrusive recollections. They could have flashbacks, nightmares, feeling on edge or anxious, emotional and physical reactivity when recalling the event or, uh, or plural, the events difficulty remembering parts of the traumatic events, um, avoidance of any trauma cues, disrupted sleep and concentration, an increased startle response, and definitely increased hypervigilance, and often changes in mood, irritability, and behavior. Also, many people with PTSD experience a feeling of hopelessness about the future, and they have difficulty feeling positive and um, you know uh, uplifting emotions like joy or even love. So what's the treatment? Some of the most common treatments, and these are all with the help of a mental health professional, a mental health professional. They include a variety of therapies, cognitive behavioral therapy, cognitive processing therapy, eye movement desensitization reprocessing, internal family systems and exposure to therapies. And other treatments could include antidepressants and relaxation techniques. Now the importance of getting help cannot be uh, not be stronger. It is crucial. So if you or somebody you know in your family have experienced a traumatic event and are having trouble doing the things that you used to love to do, or that you notice you're not feeling like yourself or you're behaving differently, it is very important to know that you are not alone. A trauma-trained therapist can help assess for PTSD and other trauma-related responses and they can provide services to you that you will need. So there are a few myths about PTSD. And common misconceptions include that it is chronic and lifelong. And the reality is, is that uh, numerous research studies show that roughly 80% of patients with PTSD who get prolonged exposure or cognitive Processing therapy experienced significant reduction in symptoms. And the myth is that treatment lasts forever. And the fact is that it does not. It can be completed in three to six months. And the most important thing to know is having PS- PTSD does not mean that you are weak or crazy or don't have a strong demeanor. It's just something that is happening to you. And how can you tell if you have PTSD? There really isn't a single type of PTSD. Some types of PTSD are characterized by anxiety and fear, which is another type of um, another type of PTSD. Or you might have guilt and shame or other types of anger or just be bitter. So the people who suspect that they have PTSD, you can do a self-screening from a PTSD checklist. Um, It's called a PCL-5. And again, visit that ptsd.va.gov and search for checklist. But if you endorse many of the items, if you are checking yes and you get a score over 33, it is suggested that you really need to contact a psychologist or a psychiatrist to confirm a diagnosis and a psychologist or a therapist will be able to give you treatment. And if you exhibit any of the symptoms listed that um, I gave you at the, at the top of the hour, just to make sure that you get a mental health professional to help you because there is help out there and you deserve to have it. Well, when we come back from break, we will have our guest, Jonathan DeYo with his book, Mindful Investing. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Stay with me because you are going to to get richer by listening to this next segment.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 gifts, and Be The Star You Are for teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. express yourself follow voice america at facebook.com forward slash voice america for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts
1: it's power time on star style be the star you are with your passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryant now, back to the power party.
2: Well, thank you so much for staying with us. You are listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I am very excited for today because our guest is Jonathan Dio with his newest book, Mindful Investing, Right Focus, Better Outcome, Greater Well-Being. Um, a little bit about him. He's a Lutheran seminarian turned a Buddhist academic turned financial advisor. So right there kind of tells you a little bit about him. I think he's probably pretty great, uh, grounded. Um, He's been investing for over four decades and meditating for 25 years, and he has his own uh, firm that he uh, helps people. He is an advisor, but I really love the fact that he's so focused on financial education and coaching people like us um, that we need to listen to what he has to say. Welcome, Jonathan, to Star Style. Be the star you are.
1: Thanks, Cynthia. I'm excited to be here.
2: I am really excited for you too because um I have your book all marked up. I read every every page. And what I really loved about it was your whole philosophy about basically uh doing nothing. You know, I mean you investing and and then being mindful about it and only spending an hour or two hours a year, like uh, stressing. Well, I wouldn't even say stressing, I would just say. Making sure that everything is right. Well, since your book is called Mindful Investing, let's let's start with how does the mindful you know play into being an investor?
1: So, I mean, mindfulness is uh, I, I don't use any kind of a different definition than anybody else uses. Like mindfulness is the non-judgmental awareness of the present moment. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the things that happens when we invest, um, and this happens in many areas of our lives, right? Stress comes at us. Uh, when you're in a relationship, often your partner says something, you know, you spin out of control in your head. Maybe you respond poorly. Your, your son, you know, barks back at you after they say something. And maybe maybe you get angry and throws, you know, there, there's all kinds of times in life where you get emotional and you respond without thinking. In investing, when you do that, um, generally it goes one of two ways either there's something really really exciting out there that's like um, the new great investment thing, the shiny object you get excited about it and you you invest more in it than you should it wasn't the it wasn't a well thought out investment and that ends up hurting you um, the other side of the of the coin is is one that we see more often and that is, um, there is constantly negative stuff coming at us. There's news. There's what's the Fed going to do? Is there going to be a recession? You know, what's going on in China? Oh, my God. Russians in Ukraine. Oh, there's so many. Mm-hmm. The Congress. There's so many things out there that drive us crazy. And if if you let that affect your investments, you will sit on the sidelines. And if you sit on the sidelines, you you receive uh Nothing.
2: And nothing. Nothing.
1: And if you just invest, and you think about this, long-term averages in markets are eights, nines, tens, percent, right? That's the return you can get from long-term averages. Now, if you just sit on your hands when the exciting thing comes and do nothing, or when the depressing thing comes and you do nothing, and you just invest and stay invested, and when you have some more money, you invest that. When you need some money, maybe you take some out, but you don't make your decisions based on what's going on in the world. Um, that is mindfully admitting you don't know what's going to come next. You know, just because there's a there's a thing happening that you're afraid of doesn't mean market's going to go down. Just because there's a new tool to invest in doesn't mean it's a good tool, right? Does it? Just because everyone's saying it's a good tool also doesn't mean it's a good tool. Um, uh, we, we practice some very simple things, and if you just follow those simple practices, that's all you
2: need to do. See, I I really love that because actually that is exactly how. I have always invested starting off. I started um when I won't give any, you know, won't give the name of the company, but um when I was young, I went to a financial advisor who told me to buy a gold mine in Canada, which you know immediately I, I mean, I'm sure sure he just got a really big commission because it really it just went belly up like within within months. And so I realized that I would be my best advisor. And so without have you know, before I even read your book, that's the way I started doing it is just buying, um, buying an ETF or something that had a lot of stuff in it and then sitting on my hands and just yes. letting it go. And what's so interesting is. That over the years where my husband has uh, an advisor that he pays commission, you know, I don't know how he how he works as I decided not to get involved. But I have doubled I have doubled um, the amount of um, investing that he has. And he's made double the amount of money that I have. <laughs> so I, I think that mindful investing is absolutely uh, an incredible way to go. but you are an advisor so when you talk to your people and again, the tagline of your book is right focus, a better outcome, greater well-being um tell us how how you work
1: so, I mean there's I guess there's a little bit of there's a little bit of backstory here um and there's sort of two there's two things that I do now up until about two and a half years ago, I was just an advisor. That's what I, that's what I've done for 25 years. That's the bulk of my career. And that's work with individuals, uh, you know, help them figure out what's important to them, help them create plans to get there, uh, help them um, invest their portfolios uh, in an effort to reach those, those planned outcomes that they're hoping for. Um, getting there helping them with taxes all those kinds of things right so there there is there is a space and and I don't I don't want anyone to think that if you have an advisor you're being dumb but what I'm trying to do is separate um the idea of better investing from the idea of an advisor's competence advisors do things and there's very there's a lot of value that advisors can provide it's the thing, the thing that they don't do that people sometimes want them to do is provide better performance. That's not no one. There's no fact. Nobody about the can do that,
2: right? No one Nobody can do can. it. It's
1: impossible. Right. And, and it's still there's still advisors that will sell based on their past performance or based on you know what what they hope the client wants to buy and that's performance. Um, but they're lying or they're stupid. Either way, they're not. That's not a good fit <laughs> for the client.
0: Well, um, yeah, and, and as you
2: say over and over in the book, past performance does not does not foretell what the future is going to be. So you cannot go on past performance.
1: Can't at all. I mean. It, it, in fact, it's just the opposite. Actually, um, there's this thing called reversion to the mean, which means the thing that's done really, 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 really well for a long period of time is likely not to do well the next period of time, the thing that's done really, really, really poorly for a long period of time is likely to do better over the next period of time. And, and the period of time could be five years, three years, no one's predicting that the problem is, if if you're hiring me to make better uh, security selection or market timing decisions, we're both fools. Like right. I can't that do doesn't it. Work. You mm-hmm. can't, I can't get it. I can't give it to you. Right. That's not what I can do.
2: And I feel that's, that is really the clear message of your book, Mindful Investing, is that nobody has that crystal ball, no matter who you pay or who you work with. You know, if you're, if you're a uh, warm buffet, it doesn't matter who you are. Nobody has that ability to time the market or to know what's going to be the next bestseller, et cetera. So it's so much better to do it this way and to be uh, a mindful investor and to make sure that you're not selling when it's low and buying when it's high.
1: Yep. The, there are some people, and and those people know who they are usually, who can't sit on their hands Mm -hmm. when the exciting thing comes and can't sit on their hands when the difficulty comes. Mm -hmm. Um, And those people, you know, went to cash when the pandemic hit, they were terrified and, and sold their investments during the great recession. And those people get the biggest benefit from an advisor because the advisor can give them behavioral support, help them do the right thing when it's hard to do it. And at the end of the day, if anyone hires an advisor that's really why you hire the advisor is to it's just the same reason you hire the the coach in the gym or the trainer in the gym you know to put in that one more rep to do the one thing that's painful to push that one more that one more rep out that hurts that you don't want to do but that's where you get your size or that's where you that extra 10 minutes that's where you get the benefit it's the same thing uh it's that's what a that's what a behavioral coach advisor does markets go down you get scared please sell me sell me out and the advisor goes you know what? It's not a good choice, you know, and so it keeps you from making those big, those big mistakes.
2: And that's a really important thing that you're saying, because that gives people a tool to know when they are working with an advisor, are you working with a competent advisor? Because a competent advisor is going to tell you the truth, not what is going to pad their pockets or not just do what you want, but what is going to be best for you. Yeah, that's very important. It's, it's
1: so, it is so hard for me to see, uh, advisors out there that are, that are telling and you can see this, I can see it on TikTok I see it on, on social media all the time. There's advisors out there that are telling stories that are attracting people that already agree with those stories so that they can invest their money. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're just finding somebody that's telling you the story you want to hear, you really, really want to second guess that person as your advisor. You need to have someone that'll, that'll question those, those, you know, impetuses you have those those movements you have to do this thing or that thing because it's not always good for you. You want to have someone's going to be honest, just like yeah, you
2: said. You want truthful. Well another thing you say is that financial advice is really a luxury. It's a luxury service because it can be expensive and not everybody has that access. And that's why your book Mindful Investing will help it be a primer, you know, will help people understand how they can do it on their own. I mean, if they if they want to have an advisor, at least they can follow your tips and find somebody who is going to be truthful and who's not going to lead them astray and who is going to be a behavioral coach for them because um, they a good advisor can help, especially those people. And I know so many people who did just what you said. They sold everything when um, the, the recession Happened. They went to cash because they just thought the world was coming to an end, and they did the same in the pandemic. And you, yep. it's hard to climb out of that, right? It's
0: right?
1: almost impossible. Almost impossible to recover. Almost impossible. Once you once you sell when it's down thirty percent and it goes back up, you, you will never admit that you did the wrong thing. That all the biases come into play, and you. see, yeah, I'm not going to go in now. I'm going to wait for it to go back down. And, and, and as we know, as we the story repeats over and over again, it never goes back down.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we. So anyway, we just have to be astute. Well, um, I want to, uh, if people are just joining us, we're talking to Jonathan K. Dio and his book is Mindful Investing, Right Focus, Better Outcome, Greater Well-Being. Now, um, you talk about the three things or three ways that we can have these better outcomes when we invest uh, uh, mindfully. And because first of all, it can improve our investment outcomes. So if somebody is one of those kinds of people, Jonathan, who's just anxious and he has, you know, has a, just a, a tough time. I mean, I know so many people that they look at their, their portfolios every day and something goes down a few hundred dollars and they're just, you know, they're panicking. And what, what would you say? What, how, how can they take a breath, be mindful, maybe mediate? meditate you know and not be so reactive
1: so I I think that there's there's two pieces to this um the the first piece is you actually do need to work on your uh your, your 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 actual physical physiological reactivity uh what I mean by that is you know the fact that your brain goes to catastrophe when you see the headlines, or when you see your statement, or that—that's just that happens because you're human. Like this is what happens to all humans when faced with risk. It used to be, you know, three thousand, five thousand, twelve thousand years ago, somebody is walking on a savanna and they heard a snap in the bush. And if there's two of us and one of us takes off running, that mm-hmm. one's safe. The one that stays gets eaten by the lion, right? Mm-hmm. So that—that that was risk then. Today, risk is portfolio loss risk is what's happening with my government risk is you know what's going on with the economy and 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 we we sort of misperceive that as immediate threats right and so our brain says oh we got to do something about this so the first thing you have to do honestly is you've got to find a way to desensitize yourself to that risk and that's why you know meditation 10 minutes a day staring at a wall Focusing on your breath when you when you when you lose the focus and you start thinking about things you come back to your breath and you lose the focus again you think about something you come back to your breath and you do that every single day that's how you flex that muscle that's how you exercise your patience that's how you become more mindful that's that's the first thing you do the, the second thing you have to do is you, you kind of gotta start to understand how markets work um, or. You have to have a partner that you can listen to that understands how markets work, that can explain it to you. And, and this is me just saying, hey, subscribe to my newsletter. I talk about this stuff every single week, um, and and I love talking about this stuff. I love getting questions. I love answering the questions. Uh, I, I am somebody, and you can tell this from the book, I advocate a whole lot more equity uh, exposure than most people are comfortable with um, because it's not about comfort right the the idea is this is stuff we're going to buy we're going to hold this forever it's going to zig and zag we know it's going to zig and zag we don't know how it's going to zig or zag we don't know what's going to cause it to zig we don't know what's going to cause it to zag that's okay because that's how business works you can't think about it as the stock market you have to think about it as operating businesses and operating businesses are smart when there's a pandemic you know Marriott closed their doors on the hotels they furloughed their employees they reduced their costs they they bought other buildings that they could refurbish so that when the pandemic was over they could be more profitable like that's a that's an intelligent thing that businesses do all businesses try to do that so when you're giving your money to a company to manage you know they are treating your money as if it's their money like that's a beautiful thing like they you they they're trying to protect it and grow it so there's no better place there isn't a better place to invest than in these things than than operating businesses but you got to understand that, and you got to understand how it works. And if you don't, that's why you're scared. So, so becoming less fearful, because finding a way to be more mindful, and then actually understanding how the system works, how how business works, how economies work, and or or having a partner that does those two things hand in hand, you'll do,
2: you'll do great. Well, I loved your chapter, the psychology of investing. Uh, because you say there is no escaping these six fundamental investing truths. One is we will experience both greed and fear when we invest. I mean, I these are I mean these are so such truths. Uh, markets are inherently unpredictable. This unpredictability doesn't stop anyone from trying to predict them. And some of those who try will get it right and scream it from the rooftops, but no one can know in advance which predictions will be right. And those who do get it right are lucky, not Hmm. skillful. And I thought that was really an important line. And most of all, you don't need to get it right to be successful. And so, in fact, you talk about how um, important I like the idea of just equities, because That is where you're going to get the best return on your investment. And you um, actually give a few tips um, in uh, mindful investing about how you can invest in thousands of publicly traded companies in the U.S. or even abroad, like the Russell 3000 or the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund. Why don't you um, talk about the importance of doing something like that as opposed to buying individual stocks, you know, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Starbucks, Google, whatever it is, um, because of the, I mean, you may not get the high, the amazing highs, but the bottom line is, is you're going to get that eight to 10% return, most likely. Could you just talk about the importance of that? I like that. I really like that philosophy of investing in everything, as you say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be, I, I, be boring. Be boring. <laughs> be
1: boring. Don't be afraid to be boring. So so uh, diversification is the deal we make with the devil. Like we we agree to never make a killing for the for the blessing of never getting killed. And that's that the the steady middle way. You're never going to have the highest high. You're never going to have the lowest low. But when we're planning, which is, you know, when I'm thinking about the goals that I have, I want to send kids to college, I want to retire someday. I want to have a retirement income. I want to leave something for charity. I want to leave something for my kids. When I'm thinking about actual goals, there's timelines, there's plans in place. And when I'm planning, I need consistency. If I buy an index that has 3,000 companies in it, I'm going to get a lot more consistency um, because you know when tires are out of favor, then computers are going to be in favor. When clothes are out of favor, then somebody else is going to be in favor. It, it, it's, I'll have more consistency if I'm not just investing in one or three or five or, or 10 companies. One company can go under. I've seen it, you know, dozens of we, we, great recession, a bunch of banks went under, right? Dot com, a whole bunch of tech companies went under. I don't know what the next thing is going to be, but I don't want to be, I don't want to have a whole bunch of assets in that one thing. I want to have assets everywhere. And I'm basically, when I'm investing in everything, I'm basically investing in the human desire to to improve their situation, whether that's solar panels or shoes or computers or a new cell phone or, or whatever, whatever it is, I own a company that does it or builds the, it creates the pieces that go into the product, like, or, or creates the services to support the product after the fact. Like, I own it all because I know that that's, that protects me.
2: So, I mean, and these, did you talk about the ETFs? Will you just talk about what's the difference between an ETF as opposed to a uh, just an individual stock?
1: So, I mean, there's there's sort of three things. There's an ETF, there's an individual stock, there's an ETF, and there's a mutual fund. Um, that's three ways to get exposure to equities, stocks. Right? right. One stock trades on a market. It's it's shares in one company. An ETF is a it's a it's a pool of a variety of stocks there could be small companies they could be based on the S&P it could be based on the Russell 3000 it's usually based on an index of some kind uh and there's no manager there's nobody and that's a little bit less true today there is there are actively managed ETFs that that they blur that they blur the, the the goal here a little bit and then finally there's there's mutual funds which actually have a manager Uh, And and there's somebody pulling the lever. Hey, we're going to sell Samsung and buy Apple because we think Apple is going to have a better uh, cell phone this period or better profits or whatever. Um, I I would stay clear of those. I would buy indices. I would buy um, broad markets, Russell 3000, you know, global all country world index or something like that. I would steer completely clear of managed things. This is for people that are doing it themselves. Anyone that has a has a manager, has a mutual fund, etc. I would still steer completely clear clear of individual equities. I just keep it in the index space. Own one index if you can. That's what I talk about in the book. Um, if you want to break that up into three geographies, you know, international, emerging markets, and domestic, okay. go ahead and do that.
2: Well, because one thing you also say is we have to develop our trust that markets will recover (laughs) and then build the belief into our investment philosophy. So developing that mindset is, uh, we just have to have a lot of patience and discipline, right? I mean, so that's not intelligence and guesswork, as you have said, and uh, markets have always recovered. And so um, as you write, there's no evidence to suggest this will change in the future. Have you um, always felt this way? I mean, because you did start off at different companies. Uh, Did, you know, Does being a Buddhist, um, does any of your seminarian training, did that, you know, go into how you wanted to invest? Did that play into it?
1: You know, it, it didn't until later. <laughs> I didn't start that way. I started off at Dean Whitter, think thinking I was just as smart as everybody else, and thinking I could trade, and thinking I could do options, and thinking I could pick stocks. And uh, and and what I learned was and you can't. I can't. <laughs> I, can't right? I can't. And, I, and I try, I've invested every way you can imagine. I've yeah. tried everything, and the thing that works is broad diversification and patience. Hmm. Um,
2: I wanted to go over uh, the a couple of things that you have in your book. Again, we're talking with Jonathan K. Dio, Mindful Investing is his book. And he's just talking about advisors here. And there's green flags and red flags. So a green flag, a good advisor would seek to understand your situation, your goal and needs before getting started. Whereas a red flag is somebody who's going to push products before even learning your story. Are there other red flags that we should be looking for? Oh, I mean there's a lot.
1: <laughs> there's a, we we could spend a whole show on this. But yeah. I'll, just, I'll just hit one. Uh anyone that's uh, uh not a fiduciary, someone that's mm-hmm. there, there is a there is a fiduciary um uh requirement for some advisors to put your interests ahead of theirs. That's a legal requirement. It's a it's a legal structure where that person has to put your interests first. Anyone that is not a fiduciary, they're not worth talking to.
2: That's I think that's really a great um, a, a great advice here and I want to give out your website so people can get your newsletter and I also want to say you offer a free course as well um, about money and values and all of that. So his website is mindful.money and you also have Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn but people can get to all of those things on your website. Is there anything you wanted to say about the newsletter? Because that's something that you're passionate about, and you know it's something that people could really use.
1: Yeah, the newsletter is the most important thing about the newsletter is it's free. I'm always commenting on on how to hold equities, how to hold more equities. I'm always talking about, um, I, I, and I'm this is the place where I sort of pour my heart into it. So uh, I do a lot of I do a lot of membership sessions where I'm speaking and I'm presenting something, um, but every week for 12 years now, I've written this newsletter, and uh, it's my passion. I'll do it after I retire, I'll do it forever, I love it. Uh, and it's it's where I think I do lots of my best work, and I often borrow from it and, and offer that in different ways in different places, but subscribing to the newsletter, that's probably the best way to get introduced to the ideas that, that I talk about.
2: I love it, I love it. So again, first of all, everyone, you'll really love this book, and if you have, um, teenagers or kids in college or kids that are just starting out on their adult life, I really suggest picking up Mindful Investing. And of course, he's also written um, an earlier book. And that one was, what was that? Money? Mindful Money.
1: It? Mindful, Mindful
2: money. money. I know that was <laughs> it was another one. But I really, I think that this is such a, a great book because it's very simple to read. It's filled, it's really just filled with... Um, absolute, I don't know, wi- it's wisdom. It's just the pearls of wisdom, Jonathan, that you have in there. And you have stories. I mean, I love that story of Andy who kept uh, firing all his financial advisors <laughs> because, uh, you know, and changing his asset le- allocations and all of that because he kept losing money. But he was, he just, his problem was his investment philosophy. Um, right. and And so this is a book that will It's exactly what it says. It will help you be more mindful and not just in investing. I think just being mindful in life is going to reap rewards and, you know, will help you reach your goals in life no matter what it is. So I think it's very important. And I thank you for writing this book and encourage people to get the newsletter. Again, Jonathan's website, mindful.money. And then he has a free course if you are interested. And then of course, he's he's pretty much everywhere on the social uh, media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Is there uh, something you would like to wind up our segment with?
1: Yeah, there's something I, I wind up many segments with. This is, I, I, I try to convince everyone of these three things that'll change your life. Stop predicting, start planning, stay mindful.
2: I love it. Very, very good. PPM. <laughs> right. And just have a lot of patience. Well, Jonathan, it's been a delight having you on the show. Thank you so much. Um, continued success, not only with all you're doing in the community and you know, investing in other businesses and and supporting charities and all the things that you're doing, but just supporting people out there with your books and with your newsletter and with what with with all that you're doing. So Thank you. Again, the book, Mindful Investing, Right Focus, Better Outcome, Greater Well-Being. You can invest and you can be successful. Thank you, Jonathan, for being on Star Style, Be the Star You Are.
1: Thanks, Cynthia. Much appreciated.
2: Uh, Very much appreciated. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network. We'll be back with a business bite, And then after that, we'll be talking about what files you can toss. So don't go away. Change
0: your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
2: Good employee managers can provide workers with criticism that is effective in helping to correct problems while preserving employee morale. Identify the behavior you wish to criticize and direct your criticism at the action, not the person. And I prefer to call it feedback and not criticism. Make feedback specific. Do not issue threats. Make sure the employee understands the reason for the feedback and offer to help the employee and offer incentives for changed behavior. Don't express anger or sarcasm. Demonstrate that you understand his or her feelings and begin your meeting by stating something positive in the meeting by reaffirming your support and confidence in the person. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryant. Now, back to the
0: power party.
2: Well, I am so glad that you stayed with us, and I hope that you found the segment on mindful investing really, really helpful because I found the book to be incredibly helpful. And as uh, Jonathan says, fixing your income in a rising cost world is absolutely financial suicide. So you really wanna work with equities and and don't fear them. Um, And I think that mindful investing really, really is important because then you will just hold on you know and I think Warren Buffett says the same thing he he, the best time to sell is never (laughs) so you just end up holding things and then your investment grows so I wish you all happy investment well um, in this a few minutes that we have left I just wanted to talk about some of the things that we have to hold on to like files because it's coming to the end of the year we're going through our checklist I know that I am doing all of my financial things now in this last month. I'm looking at my IRA and what uh, contributions I want to make to charity. And and by the way, if, you know, if you'd like to make a donation to Be The Star You Are, which is a 501c3, um, you can do it from your IRA. If you have a, a tax advisor, talk to them. But that does lower your, um, your costs there. So you will pay less taxes. And so you're not paying for that money coming out and it goes uh, to a charity. But so if you are starting to review your things, you might just feel like you just have so much paperwork. And I find all this paperwork that we have to hold on to really challenging. I mean, where do you put it? There's only so much closet space, attic space. Most people, maybe some people have a basement, but especially if you're in an apartment, it's like, what do I do with all these old tax records? And the answer of how long to keep it really depends on the kinds of transactions that you're engaged in. Now, it's said that each tax return and all the supporting documents, which would be receipts, etc., should be kept for at least three years from the return's due date and that's usually how long the IRS has to question items on your return and to bill you if they if you owe any additional taxes. Um, it's also generally the time frame that you might have to file an amended return in case you, you know, made a mistake and you need a refund. However, with that being said, the IRS can go back up to six years if your return omits more than 25% of your income. And if fraud is proved, there is no limit. So you may have to retain your state tax returns for longer than three years, and it always depends on what state you're in and the rules. So I think it's wise to keep your records, you know, for six or seven years, um, probably, And that way, you can, you will pretty much be satisfied that uh, you are keeping them long enough. Now, if you have an accountant, probably the accountant might have a digital copy of everything in case you needed to go back. But it's really good, especially if you have a complicated tax return or one that is multiple pages, to hold on to it for six or seven years. And of course, it all gets down to space. Now, Real estate taxpayers who keep good records are going to find it so much easier to calculate uh, the adjusted basis of their real estate investments, which you will need when you uh, sell um, your property, because you'll have to sa- have to save your settlement sheet whenever you buy real property, including your home, and you don't want to throw away any receipts or invoices for improvements made on your property and of course if you have multiple if you're fortunate enough or you are that kind of investor multiple real estate properties you want to keep separate folders for everything and retain all of this at least for three or four years after you have sold the property and the same pretty much goes this with securities is to keep all of these things three to four years because uh, again when you if you're selling uh, an investment um, whether it's for a a profit or a loss you're going to have to tell the irs when you bought it and what you bought it for and when you sold it and what you sold it for so that means you got to retain records that show your stock splits your dividend reinvestments and your non-taxable distributions so if you invest in bonds or treasury bills or notes, you want to track when those securities mature. I don't invest in those things because I, I really do more of that mindful investing and stay with equities. But if you do, I mean, hold on to it. And just to remember that uh, this is, you want to uh, contribute to your IRAs. And there's a lot more to know with businesses inheritance and gifts and all of that But we are at the end of the hour, so I just want to wish you happy investing, and I hope that you can stay stress-free and just learn to spend a couple of hours a year doing all of this paperwork. And make sure you are tuned in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are with me every Wednesday live, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, and hopefully you'll get some expert advice from pioneers on the planet, and renowned authors from around the globe, because you can change your life, you can make your dreams come true, and you can become financially successful. For more information about Star Style Productions or any of the books that I have written, and don't forget, books make great gifts for the holidays, Christmas, Kwanzaa, or um, Hanukkah, please visit CynthiaBryan.com. And also, it's the end of the year. You may want to make a donation to a great charity. Be The Star You Are is a positive media and literacy charity empowering women, families, and youth. You can visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And I highly suggest that you read a book this week and it could be The Mindful Investing. It's like a garden in your pocket. And until next week when we celebrate once again right here on the Star Style Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be your unapologetically authentic self and be the star you are. Thanks for
0: joining me. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be.